They're the other podcast. I'm the real podcast. Lescast is the real podcast. Uh, welcome to Lescast. This is a breakdown of season two of Gentleman Jack. I am your host, Amanda Costner. Of course, I can only do this with the help of a co-host. And my co-host today is someone I met around the Twin Cities stand-up comedy scene. She is a trivia mafia host, a volunteer at the St. Croix County Historical Society. And in September, she will be marrying her own Ann Walker. Please <laughs> welcome to the pod, Ida Ellen Sansom. Hello. So happy to be here. This is so much fun. Uh, Ida, if you could, could you give us just like a, the quick version of your uh, the background on your fanship with the show? I would be happy to. So <laughs> um, exploring all of the period lesbian films and television series, which it's kind of a desert for many decades. Um, last couple of decades has shown us some really good ones. I'm a really big fan of Gentleman Jack because it is based on a true story. So that's a big part. And I also am uh, currently reading the diaries I enjoy like all of the drama. It's such a, it's the drama for me. Um, the historical <laughs> relevance takes unfortunately second fiddle, but honestly, it's the drama for me. Such drama. Me too. <laughs> me too. <laughs> um, well, uh, we're here to discuss season two. I am going to take this off actually. By the way, if you're interested in this, it's so uh, great. It's so great. <laughs> uh, I'm going to have a link to it in the description. Uh, but back to my norm, back to the ball cap for me. Nice. Uh, so we're here to discuss season two, the, I guess, final season of the show. Uh, although creator Sally Wainwright is definitely out here giving us fans hope it might not be the end. Uh, but at this point, until I hear different, I, I sort of have transitioned into viewing season two as the final version of this version of the show. Uh, and frankly, when I watched the finale the first time, even I was like, "Ooh, this seems perfectly set up to end the show. So it didn't surprise me when it was canceled. Right. Yeah. And for me, it's kind of like ending Titanic before you move to the second VHS, because the later part of Ann Lister's life is kind of tragic. Um, not like it wasn't tragic already, but it's kind of like a fairy tale ending, how they tie it up. Wait, so you... <laughs> When does the Titanic end? So there's two VHS cassettes. <laughs> Was that way too vague of a reference? I always, no. I don't watch the second VHS because the second one, and the first one ends right as they start to figure out the boat is sinking, the ship is sinking. Okay. And then the second VHS is literally just mayhem and people dying and jumping off the ship so i know this is sorry amazing that was reference. vague, that was My vague. First reaction I, was like how like i'm older <laughs> than ida i think but you you have the vhs oh uh, the box set the two the two vhs box set yes i did sorry about the vague reference my point is it tied no, it up you in a meant place. it when you said you were here for the drama <laughs> but it tied it up in a place, even though where, and we'll get to that. I'm, I'm assuming we're going to start from the beginning, right? You know, yeah, yeah. Episode one. But the way mm -hmm. it ties up at the end, obviously, is alluding to some, like, mm, maybe this isn't a happy ending. But it allows me to fantasize that they lived happily ever after, lived into their old age. But if you read into it, you know, that's not true. But spoilers, right. spoilers on Ann Lister's uh, life. 
They didn't. No. so what was your reaction to learning that the show was canceled so i that part of it and this is maybe where we'll disagree um because we were wondering if we were going to find a place we're going to disagree um my (laughs) reaction was relief because (gasps) i i know i know we're disagreeing (laughs) because i didn't because i know what happens to her and I was relieved that I didn't have to, because I am all about, like, I get sucked into shows and movies. Like, I feel everything that they're feeling. I'm a major empath for fictional characters, unfortunately. And I was happy that I didn't have to live even more agony, mainly for Anne Walker, honestly. Because Anne Lister lives her adventure until the very end. And then Anne Walker. Mm-hmm. Do you know what happens afterwards? Or uh, the her family, spoiler alert, uh, for anybody who alert. who doesn't want to be spoiled on the diaries, the um, the ending for Anne Walker in real life was not too good. She was uh, ended up put into a I don't know for lack of better words, uh, like it's insane institution, sanitarium, maybe? yeah, some sort of institution, um, and. Uh, you know, I've I've heard this like battled, but like to me, it looks like Captain Sutherland moves into Shipton Hall and sort of her family gets their way. But I know mm-hmm. some people that I'm friends with who who are part of the who like have done some research on Ann Walker. They don't like look at Captain Sutherland as like a, that much of a bad guy. So I don't know. It's mm-hmm. a little clouded in real life. But yes, yeah, not a great ending for Ann Walker. No, no. And it's and it's unfor- but they do a great job. And that's why I'm like wondering would they do a season three? Because they do such a great job at setting up that potential. From what situation. I've been told, yeah, they were going to show the death and everything. Yeah. So you are right. You would have hated it. <laughs> I was I was relieved. I'm like, I don't want to see. But at the end, they're like, would you like to go into York to get our, our wills changed? <laughs> like, yes. And I'm like, that's where we end. That's great. Change your wills. Live in this lesbian utopia. Oh. Um, okay, well, Let's just jump into breaking down this second final HBO season. Um, I do feel like this season is a little misunderstood, almost. Yeah, how so? Uh, like some fans seem to see it as like uh, an homage to the real Ann Lister, and you know, if not the real Ann Lister's eyebrows. What to say? I'm sorry. Oh, <laughs> they you need her eyebrows. <laughs> They stepped it up in season two, eyebrow-wise. Um, Honestly, best supporting character. <laughs> Ann Lister's eyebrows. <laughs> if they don't, if somebody doesn't nominate those brows. I, uh, seriously. It's a shame. Something's wrong with the world. Oh, okay, I'm so glad you said something about um, the eyebrows. You know, some, of course, how could we not? Uh, but not? some people like the business stuff, the political stuff, the detailed stuff. They, they're really into it. Um, and then other fans are kind of like, you know, uh, gee, I wonder why it was canceled. We went from, you know, lesbian passion to here's what it's like to be an 1800s landowner, you know? Yeah. Um, those are two wildly different forms of content. Totally. Yeah. Weirdly, I'm here for both. <laughs> I don't and represent. Then there's the I just, yeah, and then, then there's me. people like you who are like, I'm, I'm here like, for both. Let's seek a coal pit. <laughs> I guess maybe maybe that doesn't turn most people on, but I don't know. There's me. 
<laughs> but yeah, but it does represent her life though, because in the diaries, she actually was pretty sexually frustrated later on. So <laughs> why would we, why would we include more sex if there was less sex? It just was. <laughs> but I mean, that's a discussion in it is of itself. Yeah. The question no is. Kiss. <laughs> uh another diary entry that starts with no kiss oh there's so <laughs> many so many um i think that's one of the things that happened throughout season two is like they're so accurate to the diaries and the diaries get a little bit depressing towards the end especially if you know like what's going to happen like how she's going to die uh and lister and um you know i think the sh- the season like almost echoes it and i don't know if that's like, is that the right decision if you're trying to get a season three? Right. Yeah. Or do you depart a little and do you say, let's take a little liberty. I know everybody loves how accurate we are to the diaries, but we all, we did all that Thomas the pig murderer stuff. Like why not do take some liberty in some other areas? Well, yeah. The Thomas, the pig murderer stuff. Wow. <laughs> I got, I, I, I was um, overwhelmed with uh, that storyline in a good way like oh wow what how like didn't like it but i liked it it brought a lot of excitement um and i thought it hurt the season that it was a dropped plot line it was because that's what i was waiting for i was like okay the creepy brother who is coming over literally just to have sex with this old lady all the time and not to not any sorry not any shame on her you know get it while you can lady Mm -hmm. but um (laughs) then like he what what happened to him? Like it was a dropped plot line. Um, so, but was I that think what-, what happened is that the family got really mad and uh, the real uh, Sodans, and they were like, "How dare you portray our ancestors oh. this way?" Oh and so the show gosh. went, "Oh, let's take that out of the script. Oh, let's take that out of the edit." I don't know if they had shot it or what, but that's like my get best guess of why oh, it was not finished. Which makes sense. Personally, for me, let's put myself into that position, finding out mm-hmm. that an ancestor of mine was in a show and it turned out, I'd be like, yeah, I'd be like typing up emails, <laughs> Sally Wainwright. <laughs> no, I'd you? be like, uh, make my character more devious, but also uh, I would sexy. be like, uh, make my checkout to Amanda Cost. Like, <laughs> like, where's my money? <laughs> right. Like, do you whatever can do you whatever want, you want, but it. yeah. Just, just pay me for it. Um, no, so going back to what you were saying, yeah, the sexy stuff, but is that really what brought fans to the stands? Because it is a lesbian plot line. So you've got the percentage of people who maybe are like, okay, maybe this only appealed to me because it was a novelty versus me who it's like, ooh, like I live and die for this shit. I really do. Like Ammonite, give me Ammonite two and three and four and hated that ending, oh. but we don't need to talk okay. about Ammonite. Um, well, I was actually <laughs> laughing because when you said, oh, you know, some fans came for the lesbian stuff and we're getting this murder stuff. It made me think of um, Gen Q, the L word, how they tr- they kept trying to make like Danny and her dad a thing. And I feel like the fan base is like, no, we, we don't care about this. Yeah. Dad. 
this guy who's like a drug corporation CEO. I don't know. Right. Right. And it's, I, and I think it does work for a percentage of your view of the viewers. And again, you and I are the viewer, or I'm assuming you, but like, I do have historical interest. I do like that side of it. And I also like the lesbian stuff, but I also like the murder stuff. And I like the political <laughs> stuff and I like all of that. But how many people does that really make up? So, mm. um, hmm. yeah. Well, um, listeners, the way we're going to do this, we are going to highlight um, as many as we can of the big moments from season two. Um, also, listeners, make sure you s- to subscribe to the YouTube channel. Very soon, we will be getting these discussions going live on YouTube, and that way you'll be able to get in on the discussion yourself. But for now, uh, give us a little bit of grace. We're going to try our best to discuss this with uh, fun and integrity, and we're going to get to as much stuff as we can. But obviously, it's, uh, you know, what, hour-long episodes? Uh, it's a lot. Um, so we left off from season one with Anne and Anne reuniting on the hill. Uh, Anne Walker had said, if you ask me to marry you again, I, will s- I wouldn't say no. Um, and, and we head into episode one with Anne Walker in York with uh, Dr. Belcombe, of course, uh, famously Mariana's brother. Mm-hmm. And uh, Anne Lister is running the estate. Uh, I, I thought after reading the diaries, I'd be able to follow the Cole stuff better, but I, I kind of feel like a huge idiot because I didn't follow it any better at all on my rewatch. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I don't think I, I don't think I was worried about understanding it. I don't think I understand it either, but yeah, <laughs> like, what is it to like sink? So I think what I do is like, I imagine what it could mean. And then I don't actually look it up. So I'm like, does sink a pit I mean they just like collapsed to the like <laughs> ground and there's a pit we sunk it so i don't know like i i'm the same way as you but i'm not too worried about it like i don't understand (laughs) she's doing businessy stuff i think it just means they all take their pits and they go over the well area and then they just use their armpits and they (laughs) bear down i thought you were gonna say something serious i was like oh go on no tell me more I don't, I don't know what sink a pit sink means. A pit. I don't know. But no, I don't I don't feel dumb because A, coal mining is a almost, hopefully almost dead industry. Um so <laughs> Yeah, hope so. But I was more just like enamored with like her commanding presence at the job site, even from season one, just throughout. Like when she comes to the job site, she was like, What the hell are you doing? Like, what is this? Mm-hmm. Tech me. Like, what are we doing here? How are we going to make this more efficient? How much does it cost? In season two, they kind of bordered a little bit on almost too much of a taskmaster. Like, when she was starting to be really picky with the servants. Do you remember that? She was like, button your shirt all the way. And she, like, oh, flipped out on Thomas or whoever it was. I get the two um, confused. The I one can't who has... remember it in the show, but from the diaries, I remember. Yeah, she she's a huge snob and um, yeah, very much. Um, what is it? A micromanager. Yeah. Um, it's weird because when I was when I read the diaries, I felt like what they were trying to portray was that she's completely a master in terms of she's a woman running things, like you said. Like this is so outstanding for her time but i also feel like they have to convey if they're trying to be accurate which we know they are they have to convey that she like didn't really know what she was doing because of the way they didn't let women in on how to do things 
So in the diaries, they talk about how she really has to try hard to understand, you know, she's constantly asking various people, what do you charge for this? Blah, blah, blah. blah. You know, how do you run your storeroom? You know, as far as even just running an estate, you know, it's like, it's not as open <laughs> the information back then. Yeah, no, that's a really good point. And when you say it that way, I think they did a really good job because she goes to, um, uh, and again, sorry, I'm not really getting the names right, but she goes to one person and says, hey, if I sink this coal pit here, will it flood my coal pit over mm -hmm. there? And the one guy was like, absolutely not. And then she goes to somebody else. She goes, well, I'm actually good because somebody told me that it wouldn't. And he goes, mm, did he tell you that? Because absolutely it will. And so yeah. you could see she was like, shit, I actually have no idea. What am I going to do now? The two people I'm coming to are telling me different things. Mm -hmm. So that was a great way to showcase that because she didn't have existing knowledge about any of it. But she was doing a great job faking it until she's making it. <laughs> yeah very good at that skill for sure yeah because it uh, of course me yeah um the big electric moment in episode one is when Anne and Anne reunite we get that big kiss um and then the half business half romance bedroom scene um i think you did you already pointed out like they they really did use up all the good hookup scenes at the beginning of the season yeah and there was like none left at the end because i guess mm -hmm. they, they weren't hooking up in real life yeah. back then at the yeah. end <laughs> yeah um i mean there's a very few it's just very few and they're usually like more um perfunctory and just like kind of like i mean out. in the finale they show a fantasy of and Lister remembering when she hooked up with Mariana. So they that go was the a other roller way. coaster. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That was such a ride. I was like, your oh. eyes. I know. I was Lister's like, Ida's eyes are so big. Right now. <laughs> so I was like, Oh my God, is she doing Ann Walker dirty again? Or yeah, is this right. a flashback? And then she like rolls over and there's nobody there. And I'm like, Oh, she was having a long time. She's doing her dirty in her nice. dreams. You ever, <laughs> you ever do that with your partner when you're like, you cheated on me in my dreams. I'm going to be mad. Well, usually at you in it's, it's stuff like really like household domestic stuff. That was like, you left me all the dishes while I was at work, you know, <laughs> in my dreams, it's nothing it's in my dreams. Yeah. It'll be like <laughs> you, you didn't scoop oh, the litter boxes sweet. in my dream. <laughs> oh, it's really sweet. I have to say uh, the scene in the North York Moors when they're at the, um, she, Anne Walker's with her painting instructor and they're at the ruins of a monastery. That's probably my favorite scene from the whole season too. Um, Anne Lister walking up and admiring her from above. I just love that. Yeah. And I remember you posted about that at the time and I was like, a hundred percent agree. It's beautiful. It kind of reminds me a little bit of, there's a scene in Little Women, very same thing where she's like painting in Paris and it's like this, uh, pastoral is this the Winona theme. Ryder one or the yes. new one it's the okay. only one as far as I'm concerned and I will die <laughs> on that hill <laughs> uh listeners what a treat you're in for we're getting Titanic like VHS references um Winona Little Women yes I need to rewatch Little Women I don't remember oh. the scene it's it's so she um Amy goes to Paris to study painting and she has these little watercolors and it's all this <gasps> actually like, I do know what you're talking yeah. about yeah, because that's and, right around when I was like, wait, isn't it weird that the guy went from the one sister to the younger sister? Yeah. But it's the book. Because in the book, though, not to talk about Little yeah. Women instead, but he said he always wanted to be in their family. So it was kind of like a 
not really about the women. I don't know. Anyway, it was a weird, complicated oh, thing. Um, <laughs> but that's what it reminded me of. And it was this beautiful, like, pastoral scene. And yeah, it was very optimistic mood to start the show. Yeah. Or, really like, beautiful. halfway. Yeah, it was beautiful. And she's very good. Um, another thing. Yeah, she, I didn't really notice she was good. So what she was doing there was working for you? I guess so. I think so. <laughs> maybe I was just enamored with the whole scene and I'm just assuming she was a genius. I don't know. Maybe not. What, you, what if uh, they had just put like some stick figures there? Like they <laughs> made Ann wow. Walker really shitty at painting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, but that's amazing. And I would definitely, that's why we didn't get a third season. It's because we uh, didn't include such comedy they, gold. Yeah, we needed some Easter eggs. Come on. <laughs> Sally. Just painting giant Easter eggs. Oh, it's too funny. Oh, it's great. But yeah, it was a beautiful uh, scene. Um, I didn't catch this the first time, but the second on my rewatch of season two, uh, they are like really hard on Tib here in the first episode. Um, Anne and Anne go to the Norcliffs for dinner, uh, and Tib's brother is all, oh, uh, we have way too much food. The cooks must have thought my enormous sister was coming. She's so huge and fat. Have you met her? He calls her a little ogre. Then he says he loves her dearly. <laughs> um, so glad we're talking about Tib. I agree. Um, and also Tib is pretty much a uh apparition in this season because she comes up like what once and then twice like uh, like the second time way later. It's a shame. Um, because... I feel like we're gonna oversay this in the podcast, but like, is this why season why the show is canceled? Because they <laughs> underuse Tib. What the yes. hell? What charisma? And honestly, so if I can, and I do any comparison with another move like movie that uh, awesome lesbian Christmas movie. Need I say more? Oh, happiest season. Yeah. Um. So that thing where she's like oh i'm in love with this girl and i didn't think they had any chemistry and then the other lady um from slater kenny no not slater kenny no 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 what are you talking about um, you mean aubrey plaza aubrey plaza sorry i get anyway don't from forget about the slater kenny thing yes aubrey <laughs> plaza and she's obviously superior and they have this mm -hmm. awesome chemistry i think about that when i think about tib and ann lister versus ann walker because ann oh. walker and ann lister i don't really ever think have like terrific chemistry because they don't maybe they have good chemistry but they don't like relate on an intellectual Whoa. level hot take here uh ida doesn't think ann walker and ann lister have chemistry in the show I, I they might have chemistry but i don't think they relate on an intellectual level and i think she okay. intimates that several times she's like like she like reads the letter she's like that's cute that you're writing this letter like a 10 year old like she says it but she doesn't say it you know but oh, then yeah. tib and also mariana and all these other who are like oh speak to me in poetry and then Ann Walker is like I had a nice walk today and I went to you know and I don't know it's it's I think it's a very good example of domestic bliss um without all the drama of people who are you know focused Wait, on that sort of are thing. you saying Ann Lister and Ann Walker are domestic bliss yes I think so because she found oh. somebody who could balance her out who didn't but they struggle living together like they really struggle it was a good recipe but yeah they still struggle <laughs> i thought it was a good re i'm like shouldn't this work out but then ann walker of course has her own little touch of crazy which i hate to say that because <laughs> that's unfair you know it was but she does she has a little taste of crazy and she was not that was unfair she probably just had regular old anxiety 
but since it was never treated or treated like it should have been she was just like treated uh, according like to her doctors her um she was um inflicted with money they all said she would be fine <laughs> if she didn't have money <laughs> um but tib was so how they portrayed her and again i watched the movie the secret diaries of miss ann lister the tib in the movie is... which where is this sorry let's explain to our listeners the secret diaries of ann lister um this is a movie that was bbc yes so okay. it was a bbc movie and you will not know anybody in the movie <laughs> but because uh, i don't know any of these people um maxine peak anna maidsley and susan lynch um it came out in 2014 i want to say or okay. 2010 2010 so wow. it's mad old 12 years ago um they're terrific and ann lister is a ginger and i'll let you soak that in because that's not even <laughs> historically accurate <laughs> so um but it was good. i would just like to we are uh, on this podcast. We support gingers. Just uh, we do. Like, no, you know. I wasn't saying that as a bad thing. Just that okay, Ann yeah. Lister is reportedly not, and was very brunette right. in the pictures yeah. that you see of her. Um, sure. So that that was a good choice. Of course, like good acting isn't like copycatting. It's good acting, and you know she does mm -hmm. a good job. But in there, the Tib is completely different than the show. And I still think they underplayed her in the show because it was a different thing. It was still good. Really? So yeah, you didn't I, like the tip from the show? I thought she I did like, awesome. No, no, no. No, I loved her. She I was am underplayed. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She was underplayed. Like, why couldn't we have more of that tip? Oh, yeah. We and you know there was more, more of that tip to be had. Yeah. Um, I am. Awesome. Yeah, I think that was a mistake. They They should have given us more tip. Yeah, I mean... Tib is only really in episode two, and uh, you reminded me, Ida, also in the finale when um, we learned that her mom has passed. Yeah. Uh, I think it's her mom that passes. Um, but in, in episode two alone, she has so many iconic quotes. Um, uh, Does she know of the vast, ripish, uh, rich tapestry of your past? Um, just so many great quotes. Yeah, she was, um, I'm actually just Googling right now, Tib, Gentleman Jack quotes. Um, oh, I, I actually wrote down a bunch of my notes, I think. <laughs> oh, uh, she was very quotable. She was very charming. She was oh, a very big past. person. And I don't mean to say that based on her brother's comment of calling her an ogre. She was just mm -hmm. a very charismatic. And I thought that, and again, based on the um, tip from the movie, she was taking it super well that Ann Lister was just like moving on. See, it's interesting you say that because I have some things in my notes about how I didn't catch this the first time, but after reading the diaries, when I rewatch this scene in episode two where Tib sits down at the lunch table, I noticed that like Tib is really trolling Ann Lister because she oh. is referencing Mrs. Milne, um, whom Ann Lister had a relationship with. And then she names drops Mariana. And you can tell how uncomfortable Ann Lister is okay. because, you know, Ann Walker doesn't know about any of these past relationships. And I absolutely think Tib is just ribbing Ann Lister. And it, I think, contributes to Ann Lister like wanting to get away from Tib. <laughs> I take it back. You were totally right. That was, um, and it was based on my con like um, my lack of knowledge of at the time of knowing that she was a previous. I was not, because I was again thinking of the tip from the movie, and oh, I was like, yeah. that's not Tip. That's a different Tip. That's a different person named Tip. Mm -hmm. Whatever. I don't know. Um, so now that you say that, absolutely, 
she was <laughs> trolling and she was trying to yeah. cause trouble. But then she comes up to Which her I when love. they're in when they're like standing together and I think she gives her very kind, I can't remember what it is, but she gives her very kind words. She's very sweet to Ann Lister. No tip to Ann Lister. When they're at she the like, museum? Or is it like sweet or is it like more like um uh she gives her advice about I mean Ann the Walker. conversation when they're I think they're at the Louvre at that point yes. is yep. She's she's really dogging Ann Walker. She's like, oh, she doesn't seem kind of what yeah, you were saying earlier. Right. Like, she doesn't seem like your intellectual uh, match here. Uh, aren't you going to get bored? I think she says that specifically. Um, but I think I, I think they. It's interesting because you can tell, like, the actor who plays Tib did a really good job because mm-hmm. it's not like Tib in the show seems like she thinks she has a chance with Ann Lister. Like, she knows like Ann Lister that's gone that ship has sailed yeah but like i do think that stuff is coming from like why wouldn't she like ann walker she must be jealous right yeah 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 but she i agree with her though like if i were in that situation i would have been like oh yeah like ann lister you're like a dynamo like you you rock every room you're in you make a huge impact and your ann walker is like quiet you know, mm-hmm. mousy a little bit. And it's like, whoa, is that who you picked? Like you no. have been with like so many people and you picked the person who has, um, who's way below you on the like intellectual ladder. So I agree I with like Tib, but dynamo. yeah, she was total dynamo. Totally. Yeah. Um, I do want to go quickly. Oh, go ahead. What's your favorite? No, I'm, I'm, I was going to skip ahead to another <gasps> season. I'll, I'll try to be on oh, track. Pity. Um, no, I do want to quickly go back to episode one and just mention, I, I think there is a scene that was, again, more pivotal, I noticed on a rewatch, which was the scene with Ann Lister and one of the Norcliffe sisters. Um, they're like kind of having a girl's moment um, where Ann Lister says, um, Ann Walker loves me. And then she says, and I'm fond of her. I don't know if you remember that. Um, what? But what I thought it really set that? the, this was episode one. She's confiding in a friend and um, the friend even again also suggests like, is this girl like I heard she was crazy Um, and Ann Lister kind of sticks up for Ann Walker. But then I just thought it was like it really set up the season when Ann Lister is like, well, she loves me and I'm fond of her. (laughs) I just thought, like, (sighs) oh, yeah. And um, I don't know, like that's kind of disheartening to viewers who don't know the Ann Lister story and her wanting that lesbian romance, which we've been denied, you know, decades <laughs> over decades. We have. Yeah. Um, so it's like, oh, oh, okay. So they don't even make it. All right. You know? Um, but it's true that's actually reflective of their actual relationship. She started to like move away from feeling that amorous. So maybe that she never did that like Mariana yeah. was her true love and she didn't she never felt that same like you know uh i don't know rub the sparks together type of love yeah mariana did you know that that was if you read it you read the diaries you see that that was the one mariana was the one but i don't know i i don't know if i walked away with that interpretation you, you that i think okay. was accepted not i mean i didn't read i haven't read all of it yet but yeah tell me your interpretation there's so much you... to read okay um i just <laughs> yeah. i just don't totally walk away with oh Mariana was the one true love and you know I I don't know that I buy all that. Was it Ann know? Walker was the one true love or Ann Lister no, was the one true love not. of Ann Lister? <laughs> Ann Lister. Ann 
Lister was the one true love of Van Lister. Uh, a truer can quote I just, cannot be said. Come can on. I just say it? Because, <laughs> yeah, because like Marianne is crying because she's like, I just feel useless and you don't listen to me and I don't, mm-hmm. you don't, you know. And then she's like, Oh, my 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 just my uh setup of the the Alps has arrived. I'm like she's still crying, and it's like, yeah. how self centered are you? Like extremely self centered. Oh, self centered. So extremely. I'm like, so I can't wait to read the rest of the diaries. But feel free to share. Do you think it's she's in love with Ann Lister, or do you think there was? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. The, it doesn't change, Ida. It <laughs> no. continues to be Ann Lister is in love with Ann Lister, and I don't blame her. She's pretty freaking amazing. Yeah. No, I'd be in love with me if I was Anne Lister. I would. <laughs> Wouldn't you? I, well, um, I totally would. We also look at get... <laughs> you are amazing, Ida. Um, <laughs> Thanks. Episode one, also, we get the introduction of the Division of the Estates plotline, which I would say is is the overarching main plotline of season two. I don't know. Would you agree? Yeah. And if you were to say that, um, maybe that's what drew viewers away. If you were to say the overarching highlight is the Division of the estate. I don't think don't I've ever heard think? anything less sexy. You're totally right. Because we get Captain Sutherland front and center. We get Deadbeat Sister, who says maybe three lines in the whole season. Oh, Deadbeat Sister! <laughs> Ouch! That's fighting words. I was wow. on her team, to be fair. Jen was not on her team. She was like, fucking freaking say something. Like, you're just sitting okay. there and i'm like but the, she does she ends up saying stuff, the thing so. is that she's obviously a victim of captain sutherland to me yeah totally and it's like you don't if you're living with someone and you're under their roof and they're pretty much paying your bills feeding you feeding your kids and they're kind of a psychopath maybe speaking up isn't your best choice always yeah. so you have to give her some credit and she did yeah. speak up so <clears throat> bravo to elizabeth <laughs> you first you called her a deadbeat sister and then you ended up saying <laughs> bravo to elizabeth i love Roll those it. dice it could go either uh, way with me it's... but yeah a lot happens in episode one um i mean just a ton of stuff and lister takes it upon herself to uh, inform the priestlies and old aunt walker about all the plans she and Ann walker have uh which will come back to bite her in the ass later on when Ann walker yells at her yeah yep I remember there's a lot of testiness between Ann Walker and Ann Lister in the second season that was not there before. And it could illustrate maybe Ann Walker is standing on her own two feet now. Or is it outlying and illustrating the tenseness between them as a couple? It could go both I ways. Think both. Yeah. I think both because, um, you know, as you say that, I think, of course, yeah. Um, Ann Lister fell for, the person Ann Lister fell for was like a, like you, you know, like a child kind of. Um, mm-hmm. And now she's like kind of giving her permission, like, no, make decisions for yourself, stand up for yourself. So, of course, that person is going to then maybe use that to stand up to you. <laughs> and listen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, absolutely. Great point. point. It's kind of like <laughs> treating that like a, it's like a child parent relationship, which is kind of weird. But in a way, Analyster is like, oh, okay you haven't done any of this before. Let me help you and guide you and show you the way. So yeah, it's actually a really good point. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's see. Old, let's get to this, the part where old Aunt Walker takes the ever-living piss out of Ann Walker. Uh, the ingratitude! <laughs> she says. <laughs> 
um, this is because, again, Ann Lister has, like, informed her, oh, I'm going to be the new person in charge of Ann Walker's will and all this. Um, and then uh, Ann, Ann Walker's going to come back home and yell at Ann Lister in front of the servants. This is right after she's moved into Shibden. Oh. What a scene this was. Ann Lister comes out, all smiles. She's like, how was she? And Ann Walker is just like, don't you ever speak to my aunt about me ever again. Oh, I think I had blocked that out. I think I blocked that scene out. That was awful. So much happened in episode one. Like, honestly, for the mixed reaction season two gets, the first episode of the season was just outstanding television to me. Yeah. Yeah, that was crazy. So she was all smiles. She was so, she was like, and she does that too. She's like such a social, I'm going to say it again, dynamo. She really is. <laughs> she knows how to please. She knows how to say the right things to everybody. Even the people who hate her. Like when she says to Captain Sutherland later, she's like, how are you? And she pulls him up off the ground. Like she's uh-huh. so great at that. She comes at and is like, how is she? And she does that thing. And she was like, don't you ever talk to me in front of my servants ever again. Oh, yeah. that terrified me. Chilled me to my bones. But yeah, drum. such drama if every episode would have gone like that yeah so terrific stuff well and i think uh, one thing i noticed on my rewatch is everything is loaded in the front the first four episodes are just like pow 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 pow. drama 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 entertainment cheating all this stuff the back half of the season just almost comes to a screeching halt and i know that's like they're trying to follow the diaries but like I feel like they could have maybe like mixed up the timeline or something because the way they did it, they loaded everything up on the front. I mean, like you know, even as a YouTuber, like that's like pr- a pretty basic thing. Is like don't upload all your stuff up. Give somebody a reason to keep watching till the end. You know? Yeah. No, that's a good point. Yeah, season or um episode one was packed with stuff i know we have so much we could talk about like we could do a whole podcast just on episode one yeah we get the dramatic scene with lydia leonard balling up that letter and sent her and like hard crying while staring out the window uh, and cleaning her gun like so much like threatening to shoot the rude new servant like episode one oh. is insane yeah and i like yeah the whole um the strict disciplinarian attitude towards the servants. I just, I know it was there in the first season, but the second season was almost like, whoa, she's like really harsh. The cleaning mm-hmm. the gun, I forgot about that. Don't you think she was probably like t- pretty terrible to work for? Yeah. But also, yeah. if you did a good job and you never did anything wrong, awesome to work for. <laughs> <laughs> I guess um uh is it Holt? I guess he her business no Washington, her businessman. He, he Washington probably thought she was the best boss ever because he was an angel and he never did anything wrong ever. And even when he almost did, he was like, Well, I'm sorry about that. You know, it's like he's the best. Washington's okay. one of my favorites. I do like Washington. He seems like a good guy. Yeah. And also yeah. what I, that's another drop storyline. His kid and the guy, um, well, I guess it's the same drop storyline because it's the Saudens. Because he saw, yeah, yeah, that came never mind. So it's the yeah, it, that package was always, yeah, same drop yeah. storyline. It's a shame. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Let's see. Let's get on a little bit past episode one into episode two, which is uh, the big thing was them traveling through the Alps and stuff. Um, And then, of course, we already talked about Tib. We meet her in episode two. We have her great introduction. Um, Yeah, it's it's kind of just the Anne's living their best lives. We get some of the Tom pig murdering plotline. I honestly don't know how much we need to discuss it since, as we said, it, it ends up going absolutely nowhere. Yeah. Um, I think we kind of have said all we need to about the Soden pig murdering stuff. Yeah. I'm trying to think if there's any nuggets that I, yeah, because they kind of cleaned that all up. Well, not really, but in season one with, you know, the belt buckle, well, the infamous belt buckle, because um, that's all that's left from the dad. Oh, the got belt it. buckle, because that's what the pig can't eat. So then season two, it's almost like, oh, we've got the daughter and the new husband that weird thing and then the brother and the so the son thomas Souden, such a such an ace player like i'm actually really bummed that it was dropped because he was great i mean they actually now that you bring up the son they they actually made him an an a-hole for no reason like they made him the worst new husband ever yes i agree like, I guess you were like, ah, let's just throw the whole thing away. We made him a murderer. Like, at first it was justified, but now he's murdering everybody. Because, yeah. like, you know, um, you know, that's just his go-to move now. Throw him in the pig, st- pig pen. Yeah. And, and yeah. so they're like, let's just make him a piece of crap husband, too. Now I'm, like, more annoyed about that. Because, yeah, in the fir- it's kind of like, yeah, in the first season, it's like, well, we had to, you know? The dad was an abusive a drunk. Um, we were on his crap side. Dad. I was on his side. And then the second mm. scene, I was like, why did the brother even have to be there? Mm. Like, let them just live in matrimonial happiness and forget the old brother and the gross, like, and they look alike. It's just yucky. Oh, yeah. Like, it was that... obviously the same actor, right? Yeah, very for sure. <laughs> I know. Unless that I guy mean... does have a twin, and I believe that, but I don't think so. I think no. I looked it up on IMDb. I'm oh, okay. Sure it's... Okay. But I'm like, why Why even do it? Why don't we keep, because I really liked him and he was so sweet with the girl. And then second episode, or the second season, he's like, I don't want to be there anymore. <laughs> it's like, oh shit. Well, that that uh, matrimonial happiness is gone. That's a shame. But yeah, no, we don't yeah. need to talk about, I don't think I have anything more to say about the pig murderer family, which is what they will be known as. <laughs> Sorry, Soudan family. <laughs> Sorry, Soudens. Sorry. Tell us what sucks, else you did. Sucks to be you. <laughs> um, the episode two, we also get that uh, kids witnessing the lesbian kiss. I think this kind oh. of comes uh, comes up at the end with Susanna Washington um, when they show her like being fascinated by Ann Lister teaching. Um, yes, Susan. Uh, but the kid, but again, the kids witnessing the the kiss ultimately doesn't really go anywhere. No, it doesn't, except for that. That is the yeah, final seed that. of that, where she was like, I saw Ann Lister snogging Ann Walker. I think she I said know, Are snogging. we going to be getting your British accent the whole podcast? You're welcome. Listeners. You're welcome. And it's also probably not York or at all <laughs> period accurate. I'm just going to. Um, 
But yeah, that's what, all what are we the hear chances about it? the British fans of the show are listening to two Americans <laughs> anyways. Let's let's so. let's bring them forth because I would like to be ridiculed for my terrible, terrible British accent. Um uh, but you heard it listeners ridicule ridicule her accent. <laughs> you can. It's okay. I'm not perfect. Um, but that made me so anxious, that scene. That made me so anxious. Because even if it was a straight couple or whatever it is, how awkward. To have a couple of kids randomly sitting in a, a mirror, like there, but they didn't actually like go all the way, right? Like they kissed so and then they think, left. Do you think that's realistic? Yeah, I don't know if they. Yeah, I assume they were just kissing. Ugh, yeah, that's gross. If if they were, they yeah, were so like, more was going on. I don't. That's disturbing. But the girl. So later she says, oh, I saw her snogging Ann Walker. So I think oh, that means it. that that's all that happened, which is good. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, whatever, yeah. you know, people kiss. So, and then this whole, like, I loved how they tried to, like, really build that up. Like, but, you know, she's a lesbian, right? And people are like, so? <laughs> yeah. Please, let's fast forward to that. Because God bless <laughs> um, uh, the lawyer, Mr. Gray. I was just saying, like when we get to that point, the final episode, uh, thank God for Mr. Gray, because how he wraps up the whole oh, yeah, right. lesbian, but it's actually not illegal, and you should shut your mouth thing. Yeah, and that was a great scene. scene. Yeah. I was like, yes! <laughs> but anyway, we'll get to that when we get to it. Screw but the um, homophobes. Seriously. It's like, yeah, and if you try to uh, sue so her, episode two over. Yeah. We get another banger of an ending for episode two. Um, again, at the beginning of the season, they were ending with these like super exciting endings. This is the one where Ann Lister squeezes the letter opener upon reading a letter from Mariana and her hand starts bleeding. Oh, it was mm. just so striking. What was the the letter was the one where she was starting to be um, alluding Mariana. to the fact that she was like unwell as mm -hmm. a result of their separation, yeah. right? Um, yeah, I, I think it was kind of... Where... I was just going to say it's like a day late and a dollar short for Mariana because this is a long time that... So I'm like, yeah. okay, you're coming in at the 11th hour? What? Yeah. But... That's wild. <sighs> yeah, I think... It's hard. I can't I can't decide where I stand because I totally see your point. And especially when I'm watching the show, I find myself really in the like, come on, Mariana, like stop trying to ruin it for them. You know, like you had your chance. But then, you know, reading the diaries, getting more mixed up between real life and show, I almost am kind of like, well, Ann Lister did try to hide the beginning of her relationship with Ann Walker from Mariana. Yeah, And I just have a feeling she was probably downplaying things until all of a sudden she was telling her about them being married. And so I bet it was like really jarring for Mariana. Yeah. And uh, well, let's take a moment to talk about um, Mariana and Lister and Ann Lister getting to go on their honeymoon with them, which oh was God. a custom at the time. And I know we've, You've, you talked about that in your other YouTube video, which I really enjoyed, by the way. Um, oh, thank you. The things that they don't talk about in Gentleman Jack. Oh, the yeah, five series. shocking I things. Do way more than that because there's going to be way more shocking things. Right, yeah. But the sister thing, um, 
but yeah, like they go on the honeymoon together, which was a custom at the time. So the uh, like this is friends, listeners, we're referring yeah. to early in the background, um, Charles and Enlister uh, and Mariana. They all went on a honeymoon together and Mariana's yeah. sister. Yeah. And in the diaries, she says uh, she's writing to, um, I think it is the other sister, Anne, Anne Lawton. And she's like, it turns out that Mariana wishes that her and Charles would have gone tate a tate, or isn't that one on one? Yeah, or... yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, oh, like, well, maybe because you banged her sister the whole honeymoon. So, yeah. What drama? Like, what are so her? much drama? Oh. It's obvious why they made a show. There's a lot it's of drama. True. But they really, like, they should have made a show of that part of her life. So Mariana and then the honeymoon and then mm. Mariana and then Tib and then right. that whole thing. And yeah, I don't know why um, Sally Wainwright chose this age and period. Um, I am sure she has her reasons, um, but you're right. There was, there was obviously a lot more options if they started earlier, but, but there, by them doing this, we can get some prequel stuff in. So. Yeah, we'll look at that. Um, okay, uh, episode three. I feel like we can yada yada a bit. Uh, besides exploding cowls, uh, the big memorable thing that happens is at the very end when Ann Lister arrives at Mariana's and she sort of uh, Mariana yells at Ann Lister and she says, "You've destroyed me." And we get this quote where she says, "All because of some insipid little heiress who you're not in love with." Um, we just spent a lot of time talking about Mariana, but I don't know if I know where you stand. Are you a Mariana head or a Ann Walker head? Like, are you team Mariana or team Ann Walker? So I, so me and Jen watched this together. Jen, by the way, is my fiance. Um, we watched this together and we were like torn apart when the scene between her and Mariana. As like, a couple? Happened. You had a well, no, 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 no. We were like... <laughs> internally we were torn apart yeah, we were yeah. both mutually torn apart um so i don't say that like here's the thing i get why she's very drawn to mariana because they're like intellectual equals we, we just said this a minute ago but i am team ann walker because ann walker is stable and walker is there for her and walker <laughs> mm-hmm. she does she a little speech she commits she's the one who is like oh yeah all my family is you know not gonna love this but i'm gonna move in with you and to me that means the world and mariana's like oh but my family wants me to marry this old dude who's probably a child molester or whatever it is like the thing with the girl the younger mm-hmm. gross thing so yeah, it's like Charles is disgusting and they picked the perfect actor for charles yeah he <laughs> does love that guy yo so gross um who plays charles i love how you keep on showing his picture like when you did that youtube video mm. it's like his face just comes up like you because you did that it's so great i really like uh, rupert van sitart uh he oh, is a, just dead like that he did, you're right he's such yeah. a good charles oh so good um, and he's very stuffy and he's like oh Michelista? Okay. And there it is. There's your British accent again. But no, I'm not. I'm Team Ann Walker because Ann Walker did the work. Ann Walker put mm-hmm. in the time. Like, no, she's not going to sit there and rhapsodize about poetry and stuff with you. But she's going to be there for you. She's going to literally walk with your dead body 
all the way home, like take it in a carriage. Who's going to do that? Is Mariana going to do that? No. So I'm T-Man Walker. Oof. Ouch. Mm-hmm. That's a sick Mariana burn. She, you're, you're, you wouldn't even, come on, Sorry. Mariana. You wouldn't even escort my dead body back from Russia. Yeah. So. No. And if this was a YouTube live thing, we would do hashtags. Like hashtag T Mariana, hashtag T Man Walker. Yeah. Some pros to Mariana obviously gets her going in the bedtime scene, which, you know. <laughs> but so does Ann Walker. So Ann Lister's just a horn dog. Yeah, she, she really is. You're not my women. Yeah. Kind of reminds me of me. <laughs> <laughs> um, episode four is going to be a huge episode in the season. This will be the penultimate cheating moment and will one time turn down mariana and then subsequently relent ultimately engaging in the cheating this was such great television though uh really through episode four i thought this was almost as good as it gets tv wise acting wise script wise all of it one through four and then of course four just crazy what did you think of all of this so episode four, and I believe that's also the episode where she's in front of all the people talking about political stuff. And that's a cool, but with Mariana, the cheating. Yes. Yes. It's very much the trope of, oh, but I miss you. And you know, look what you've done to me. And she's like, no, I'm putting up boundaries because that's healthy. But let's be friends and let's link <laughs> arms and walk around the garden but I'm touching yeah, you Yeah, I'll come to your room late at night. What? Boundaries. Set up those very, like, cloth boundaries. Yeah. She put, she took, like, a tissue, like, that you blow your nose with. And she's like, <laughs> and she boundary. put it a little bit between them. Not blocking their faces, but a little to the side. She's like, here's my boundary. Oops, it yep. floated away. Oh, shoot. Well, that was my one boundary. <laughs> well, guess we have to have sex. Yeah. And, yeah. So... In So I'm a human being too. And I just feel like if I was in that situation, I'm trying to like feel that out. I totally get that. But it's not like Ann Walker is totally giving her the shaft. I get I get it in the diaries. It feels that way. No kiss. January 7th. No kiss. By the way, well, for I would our... just like to say, even if somebody is giving you a shaft, that doesn't excuse cheating. No, 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 not at all. And I'm sorry I made I made it sound like that a little bit. No, but no, no. yeah, it's no, it does not excuse cheating at all. And I'm very anti-cheating and it grosses me out. But even like here, it's like, what on earth? Like what walls did you have to break down to get to this place? Like I, and I, and I don't like it. And I get that that's actually the real story. So it's not like the writer turned this character bad for me. Um, but I just hate it. Cause I see Ann Lister as this like powerful, strong, like she still believes in God, even though she's like, ah, but that part of the Bible, you know, they just like, they didn't really write that correctly. Like that's, she, that's, but rough. she has like, a point Ida. She does it doesn't mention point. any women on women stuff. Absolutely as a point. And uh, tell that to everybody who's talked to me about the Bible. All right. Hear that <laughs> listeners. Whatever. Um, I'm sure no, the she... people who have talked to you about um, their views, their religious views on homosexuality are listening to this podcast. God, I hope so. I'll send them a link. <laughs> they sent Please. me a Bible verse. I'll send them a link to a lesbian <laughs> podcast. <laughs> love it. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Um, okay, uh, that scene when Ann Lister wakes up the morning after she does the deed, I just feel like Saran Jones just, like, killed it. Like, she's so talented. I, you can just feel how low Ann Lister is, as she should be. As she should be. 
Oh, 100% agree. She's a terrific actress. And I don't know if I've seen her in anything else. But yeah, like she's not proud, which deviates a little bit from the self-centered person who might feel a little bit exalted in that moment. Like, hmm, I actually kind of made it okay. This was great. But no, she feels a good amount of shame and a good amount of guilt. I think that's good for her character. Yeah. Yeah. Guilt yeah. is good. It's not always bad. Sometimes you deserve it. Mariana um, springs back though. Mariana's uh got a new spring in her step. Oh, the after they get it on, she just has this cheese uh, cheesing grin on her face. The entire the only time it leaves her face is when she is give, lecturing Ann Lister saying, "I'm not the other woman." That's what I I was doing a bit at the the opening of the podcast um when she says the I think it's the title of the episode like yep. she's the other woman. I'm um, not the other just, woman, she is. Yes, yes. And um, such a great line. Uh, another one of the like, gr- great lines of the season. Um, and, and one of the reasons it's such a great line is because it's not true. Uh, really, this episode is going to be the end for Mariana and Ann Lister. She is going to move on and remain the rest of her life with Ann Walker. Um, we don't necessarily know for sure she never cheats again, but uh, I don't believe it's uh, in recorded in any of the diaries uh, that she sure. cheats again. And knowing her, she would have recorded it in her diary. She was very <laughs> thorough. She was obsessed with recording stuff. So she would have wrote it down. So. And Lister's like, 2 p.m. Thought I was going to break wind. Didn't. But thought about it's it. It's true. It's true. And I just want to like, I know people are listening and maybe didn't Google the code that Ann Lister writes about. But when we say no kiss, it means no sexy time. In case you guys don't know. So that's how uh, Ann Lister recorded it in her diary. So kisses. So if she said a girl gave her a kiss, that meant they they had, they went all the way. Um, so whenever she Ooh. started diary entry. Is that your understanding? I didn't, I didn't know that. Is, it, is that not, not your understanding? I don't know. Kiss, I, this is the first kiss, time hearing it. Yeah. I know no, what so, she said. I incurred the cross. I know that means she masturbated. Oh, I didn't know that part. Um, and again, I'm not done reading it, but what I've gotten so far is that kiss for mm. the most part means sexy stuff okay. because she did manage to exclude uh, being uh, totally explicit. But when it says no kiss, that means we did not have sex. Mm. Bill Clinton is, style. I yeah. did not have sex. <laughs> what? You're giving a 1990s reference? What is this? <laughs> brought up bill clinton on your own yeah yeah i did i'm doing it you're not the only one that can do that ida (laughs) (laughs) um this i think you referenced this um we at the end of the episode we get the scene that did happen in real life it's in the diaries where um ann lister stands up at a navigation subcommittee meeting and very passionately explains why they must invest in the town's future they're voting on whether to install special locks in the canal system. I really thought it showed how special Ann Lister was uh, for a woman in her time. We kind of already um, discussed that. Uh, but episode four was a good example of how they gave us just like a ton of drama. And then they gave us some of the political stuff. It was a good balance, I think, later in the season, though. Again, they just remain true to the diaries and that balance goes. <laughs> yeah. Yep. That's great. And I also like that the. Uh... Uh, Laurel Branch was passed on between Jonathan or Jeremiah Rawson and herself. So that's how I oh. it. 
anyway he was like good job right they have a good conversation and they're gonna like put their differences aside for politics uh which and lister you know people we've referenced that the fans some of the fans don't like how political the show gets i know you like it um but uh, that really is the real Ann Lister. She was yeah. extremely political. She um, did not care that she was a woman. She did everything she could as a landowner, including lots of sketchy, like shady stuff. Like she wouldn't let, uh, she didn't want renters who wouldn't vote Tory. Um, so the show was just really being accurate in, the, in that yeah. regard. Yeah. And um, I, I just don't think how, I don't think that's it. And I would be curious to know if it was a matter of funding, if it was a matter of like the Soudan family, not liking that their story was dragged in the mud. I just don't, I, I think that it was, they kept such good faith with the storyline, but they kept it interesting in my opinion, but who knows why they decided to cancel I mean, it. they do up to this point, I would say there's an argument to be had as far as them giving us the right balance because like i i thought episode one blew me out of the water and i just don't have that phrase to describe episode eight or even any of the back half of the season episodes yeah the later episodes especially the one about the division of the estate and again i was weirdly on the edge of my seat so i don't know if this is a weird (laughs) part of my life right now but i was like mainly because i was so angry at Captain Southern, I was like, oh, he better not. Oh, is that what he's going to say? But I get that that's not the most exciting storyline. I mean, like, it was why? for you. Yeah, it was for but- me. Um, but mo- mainly because I was so annoyed at him. And I thought I thought of him as a predator in the whole episode. He was, we don't need to, uh, sorry, I keep skipping ahead. Um, no, that's okay. <laughs> but excited to talk about Captain Sutherland when we get there. I mean, let's talk about him. We're, we're, I feel like we've, if there's not, is there anything else you wanted to say about like the first half of the season? Nope. I think we nope. can head to the back. Cause I mean, besides, uh, Anne and Anne busting Eugenie and Matthew getting it on in the forest, uh, you know, Captain Sutherland is the big dramatic sure. thing. I'm kind of joking about that. Like, although no. it is, it might be the most memorable moment of the back Taking half of the season. It- Taking a pause there would love to share how I enjoyed thoroughly that Ann Walker chose to laugh and walk away. And Ann Lister was like, <laughs> she's like, oh, it was the best. <laughs> but um, uh, was Eugenie a actual person or did, mm-hmm. was that? Okay. Yeah, she's in the diaries. Yeah. Did we have record that she was a massive s-l-u-t because that's how they're portraying her in the show <laughs> like <laughs> i love that you spelled that out i don't know um, i don't, know if you censored I don't think so i don't think any of that stuff really happened i think okay. they were like oh but i could be wrong um i th- i think they made that stuff up uh i i don't recall reading anything about them busting eugenie i'm pretty sure in real life and they kind of do this on the show but there's no way the real analyst like she would have like had her shot or hung <laughs> like the real enlister was such like a curmudgeon conservative like bitty like <laughs> when it comes to like punishing people and stuff like that um so i i'm pretty i'm fairly confident that, that stuff is like not a part of the real story yeah and it was very not so like what would keep people watching if not for like this random uh subplot of servants <laughs> like getting it on but they also had zero chemistry they were literally only having sex e- with each other because that was just what they wanted to do and, like eugenie i don't understand her character a 
I don't because she never actually um she doesn't have a lot of dialogue. She does have some subtitle dialogue. No, I don't really know her like what's she feeling? What is she going through? And you get a little bit at the end when she was like, You can't fire me because I I, mm-hmm. I I don't even know where to go. So I'll marry this this toad or whatever the hell. And she does call him a toad, yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, you're he has a farm. And I'm like, does he though? And like that was a drop sub, which is fine. I don't really care about the but so that was salacious and um, hilarious. No, but I think you made a good point when you said, we don't know anything about Eugenie. Yeah. And so it, they kind of use it for just, and I think for what they use it for, it works. It Like, we're literally talking about it now. But I, I do wonder if, like, could they have added some levity to the back half of the season with more Make up stuff about you, Jenny. You made up the slutty stuff, as you said, like, the, you know, or what? I don't even know if it's considered, you know, it's that back then all these prudes would have considered it that way. Um, yeah. But like, well, yeah, also yeah. give us, you know, what does she have a sense of humor? Where does she come from? Uh, you know, um, I, I imagine like f- they could have created a lot of storylines because she is appears to be a bipoc uh you know person who is is only surrounded by white people um there was certainly should have been a lot of things that they could have explored with this character so i think that was a dropped ball totally huge opportunity i very subtly i can pick up on the fact that she's a little bit of a snob uh Uh janie um so when she Ann Lister was like do you have an intention of marrying this man she goes no (laughs) right (laughs) so it's like you do get that little like vibe of she's a cool kid and maybe she doesn't have a lot of depth that could be her character too yeah you think that's her (laughs) no No, I mean like what's her character because she doesn't have much depth yeah, well, maybe she just doesn't like have a whole lot to say, and that's no. That's, she's you know? got stuff to say. They just they didn't have time, and they I I just feel like they were like we'll veer from the diaries, but not too much. Yeah, know. maybe 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 they so weird to stop there though. Let's have them have sex in one of the back <laughs> buildings, but that's it. That's <laughs> it. That's the last thing we're gonna have to do. Speaking of Titanic, it was a little Titanic-esque when they have them in the buggy. I'm just, I'm half waiting for a hand to go down the sweaty thing. (laughs) Oh my God, that's exactly what I thought. I was like, where are we right now? Ida was like, this is just like VHS tape number two. (laughs) Tape number one, man. Oh, sorry, number number one. one. Excuse (laughs) you. Um, But yeah, Eugenie, and then the first, uh, which I don't know if you recognized, but the guy that was going to marry her, because she was maybe pregnant, maybe not. He's from Downton Abbey, right? Yes! Yeah. Oh, sweet angel. Um, Did he, he like just makes like a cameo in season two, right? Yeah. We never see him. Oh no, yeah. And he's at the laying like of the 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 yeah. the, brick, the um the foundation. Stone. The foundation yeah. stone, yeah. So he's there, but no, like we do another underutilized character. Gosh, and Mrs. Cordingly. Um mm-hmm. he gets I like uh, a tongue lashing, and that's it. Um so I'm I and I'm gonna mention Game of Thrones, and I don't know if you noticed my like wine glass here i drink and i, I know didn't. things for you wow. game of thrones people but in game of thrones <laughs> i feel very like in that last season i don't know if they knew they were going to throw in the towel which god i hope so because it was like a million <laughs> seasons um but it felt like people were just really phoning it 
That's an unpopular thought. Let me rephrase. <laughs> no, I want to hear the unpopular thought. I felt to a certain extent, the not the characters, but the writers were maybe phoning it in a little bit. Oh, yeah. I, like, it really no, that's that a popular way. thought. Okay, good. all right. Um, no, the they actors... like pretty much came out and said, like, uh, we didn't we didn't want to do this, or I don't remember what it was, but God. But that's how I felt about a lot of that last season of the game of Game of Thrones. So Mrs. So this season of Gentleman Jack, so Mrs. Cordingly, oh, what's that? She's got this back thing. She's gonna go visit her sister. Is she still gonna be a cook? Oh, this guy proposed to Eugenie, who's gonna throw it on his life for her. Oh, Thomas, he killed his dad. Oh, you know, the all this stuff. And it's like, like in Game of Thrones, it was like, oh, we don't care about that anymore. Never mind. Mm -hmm. Just don't don't think about that anymore. And let's roast the whole village. Spoiler, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Out of context, you trust uh, me, you won't know. Spoiler that for means. Game of Thrones. Uh, yeah, that was that uh, reference. Um, yeah, you're right, Court. We did have out. a ton of dropped uh no, I would never edit out this gold of <laughs> First of all, who isn't going to complain about the last season of Game of Thrones? It's going to be the most relatable part of the podcast. God, so yeah. Don't worry about that. Um, yeah, they they dropped a lot of the um, side characters. They're not even side characters. They're Because, like, Marion's a side character. Accordingly, and them are, like, almost, like, uh, extensive background characters. But they should have. They could have given us more of them, I think. They could have given us more. I would have loved to see more. Yeah. I agree. Me, too. Um, really the last four episodes of the season follow the battle like we mentioned at the beginning of the podcast between Ann Walker and Captain Sutherland for the division of the estate. Uh, were you surprised they didn't dive more into Ann Walker's suspicions about the cheating? Um, and so they did mention it once and that was just in the final episode. I don't think I was surprised because Ann Walker is characterized as being... Gosh, I'm going to try to remember how uh, Mariana puts it. Insip no, insipid's not a good way. But she does she's say just, insipid. She does say insipid, but I don't know if that's a good way to describe it. She wasn't, I don't I don't think it would have made sense with her character to be super like, oh, I got a cat eating my plant. There we go. Um, oh, no. Yeah. This is a precious, uh, like, background here. I can't. Okay. I know. I'm, I'm loving it. Thank you. What's your cat's name? Ah, uh, this is Mycroft. Just... It's another literary character for all my, of you. Sherlock. Mycroft? Yeah. Yep. It's a Sherlock Holmes reference. I love it. Yeah. Come here, fatty. I love it. Of so, course you're a Sherlock Holmes fan because like Sherlock Holmes is awesome and you're awesome. Well, mainly the Benedict, Benedict Cumberbatch Sherlock Holmes. There you go. Um, <laughs> I agree. So the cheating thing, it didn't surprise me that they didn't bring it up too much, especially Ann Walker, because I don't think that there was that much evidence to allude to the cheating happening. So yes, there's all of the pensive reading of letters. Mm-hmm. Which I thought was like, if I were to, if I were to see Jen like reading her texts on her couch, and if I could see that it was some like other woman, mm -hmm. and she's just making these faces like, mm -hmm. <laughs> but she doesn't anyway because people send her funny memes. It's the same face. So I, <laughs> I, I don't even know if I would be able to tell. It would be more like. Um... Jen goes away over the holidays. Yes, there we go. And is super sketchy when she comes back. Also, you read one of her texts where she's referring to you as like her little friend. Yeah. Um, you because the show clearly shows that Ann Walker, when when Ann Lister returns, I think it's in the same episode. I think it's in episode four. But whenever she returns, Ann Walker like get makes a face towards the camera because Ann Lister says, "Oh, I won't go back." Which is like, oh, why not? What happened? 
And so they give us a tease. And then I think you're right. I think they're, again, they're focused on being accurate to the diaries. And in the diaries, Ann Walker did stay with Anne. And they had other things to worry about. They had the financial stuff. Uh, they had the wills, the division of the state. And I think I think probably we don't see more suspicions because maybe in real life, Ann Walker just decided, I'm not going to bring it up with her. So Yeah, and she does bring it up, but the super avoidable conflict of why not bring her to meet your friends? Like they seem like nice people. She's a lady too. Why would it have been that weird? And again, I'm excited to read that part of the diaries. You're way ahead of me on that one as to why she didn't want to bring Ann Walker with her to see her friends. Mm. Well, and I think it's because I think in real life, she doesn't bring her because Ann Lister wants to climb social ladders and Ann Walker, I don't think was a high, high up on the social. I think she had money, but I don't think, I don't know. That's just a guess. Yeah. But I, no, I feel it, like that's what it is. Well, and you're reading, like she was almost it. embarrassed of Ann Walker. Right. Yeah. Which is wild. Cause she like had land and she was, mm-hmm. but it was a historical, but I don't know if Ann Lister's friends were that historically grounded. Like she was, and she gets teary-eyed mm-hmm. with the guy who comes over to like look at the house and is like talking about the etchings on the window and she gets teary-eyed mm-hmm. she's like this house is in my bones in my blood and yeah. my soul yeah and she gets really like because she she yeah. does think she's better because of her family and her absolutely yeah and i think that's what it is i think we're both seeing the same thing it's like um that at that time there was like a hierarchy and I just don't think Ann and Walker was quite at the level that Ann Lister thought she should be at to bring her to some of these things. Um, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of wild, but if you think about it, Ann Lister, that was very important to her to always, and she's, she does the thing where she goes to the, 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 the child's grave, um, which I want to go there by the way, how freaking cool like that, awesome let's talk about it let's just get to the finale let's do it um in the finale i would say that's probably the most memorable scene of the episode um when i was covering the finale i initially didn't cover this scene i think because i didn't understand it what did you let me hear your thoughts on this scene uh let me set it up though they go they basically break up at the beginning of the finale um and and it's tied to what we were just discussing um you know ann walker or ann yeah ann walker doesn't feel like she's she, the promises ann lister has made her have been followed through on yada yada they break up and then they go to this church and ann lister is like talking about this this little girl who has died named penelope what, what did you think of this so there was a lot of the last episode that really confirmed for me that Ann Lister is incredibly narcissistic and self-centered. This was a page out of that book because Ann Walker is literally saying, now, again, put this into a modern context for yourself. If you're significant other, you say to them, hey, I found out you cheated on me. And they're like, well... And they don't really address it. And they're like, so because of that and a lot of other things, I'm breaking up with you. Okay, cool. Oh, whatever. Can we go visit this, like, it's not say cemetery, but just like thing of significance for me. And then the first thing on your mind is to talk about who am I? And like, why am I the way that I am? 
and mm-hmm. like talk about yourself. Like that's what she was doing. And that's what that really meant for me in that. And I'm not saying like her being self-centered is like, that means she's an evil person. It's just kind of like, that was where her mind went in stress. She's like, well, this probably has to do with me. And why am I the way that I am? And how she was talking about the child. She was like, well, what if I was this child? And what if and it's, it's kind of hard to follow. I did have a little difficulty following that. It's a hard scene to follow. That's another yeah. reason I struggled commenting on it when I was doing my YouTube videos. The second time I watched this, it gave me more meaning because I had read the diaries. And I think I feel like Anne Lister is reaching out to Anne Walker here. And I feel like she is telling her, she's acknowledging the loss of their ability to cement their relationship. She has a line earlier in the diaries or in the show. I can't remember where it's she's with Veer. Um, and Veer is complaining about being nothing but a uh, baby maker. And Anne Lester says, surely children are the cement of any marriage. I think she's trying to convey to Ann Walker how dedicated she is to her. Um, even though we as an audience know, eh, not that dedicated because she kind of cheated on her. Um, but but it's interesting that you took that as her talking about herself on rewatch. I took that scene as her um, still cementing things with Ann Walker, oddly. Sure. Even though they just broke up. Well, I... It- it was honestly kind of confusing. So it could be that, but then also there's the whole, there was a previous episode where she was like, well, maybe I want, and Walker's like, maybe I want to have kids. And Lister was and like, she gets mad. She's like, yo, I can't give you kids. So shut up already. And so there but was don't that you think thing. This is connected to that probably. Yes, that's what I'm saying. So I'm like, now we're like talking about, well, this kid and then Veer, she was talking about kids. And now we're bring, getting this maternal side out mm-hmm. of Ann Lister, which was very interesting. It and was out of left field. was. And she was like, well, maybe I'm the child. Like, maybe that's me. Maybe that could have been me. Mm-hmm. And it was incredibly hard to follow. She was trying to reach she, out. I think she did say what you're yeah. saying. But she also said maybe that she's like crying through tears. She's like, I thought this could be our child. Oh. Well, like if I missed and that, then that would be very much more meaningful it's meaningful but then like 15 minutes later or something we get her saying you know quote perhaps i shall be at large again wink you know oh my god <laughs> like terrific not terrific kind of sketchy but terrific as far as plot development and character goes because it's like oh because and I don't want they're to so back really, and forth. They really they're so are. on the rocks. Because she and and I and I I'm gonna like share a little bit here. I'm not gonna say that I relate with that because no, I would never cheat on anybody. But I feel like I can relate a lot with Anne Lister in this fact that being in a social environment, you've been hung out with me. Like that's the energy that I get. I love, I love you too. Me, you right? too. Oh. I just so fun to hang out with listeners. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Um, Sorry, go on. Come to the Twin Cities, hang out with me. Um, <laughs> but that I get a lot of my energy from that. I get a lot of my energy of meeting new people and being able to be like, hey, look what I can do. And they're like, wow, that's so cool. And Ann Lister is such a little 10-year-old in that way because she goes into the world and she's like, look at me. And I'm saying a funny joke and I'm charismatic and she wins people over and she just digs it. And I think when she's like, oh, I could be single again. That's actually pretty great. That, was, <laughs> that worked out really well for me. So that's her first thought. So I'm not saying obviously like there's, a, I would feel a level of devastation, of course, if that was my situation, but I can relate with that feeling of being like, 
I like the social aspect, but Ann Walker doesn't want to keep her from any of that. That's the the crappy thing. She's not like, oh, let's stay home and be homebodies. And Walker's like, yes, let's go to London. Let's go to York. Let's travel. And yeah, she- but she also kind of like balks on going sometimes on the trips. But I, I see what you're saying. For me, I feel like this is a great, um, what we're talking about. I feel like relationships can take on two stages. You know, obviously it doesn't, it doesn't apply to everybody, but you've got the more stable form where even at the worst of times, you're not like, picturing yourself moving out and banging the whole world. Um, yeah. You know, and then you've got maybe the beginning of a relationship or a less stable time or, you know, not necessarily the beginning. It could be at any point, but a less stable time in the relationship where every time you have a fight, you tell them, I can't wait to fuck other bitches. And like you are, you know, um, uh, open it up Craigslist and looking at apartments or whatever, like, um, I feel like they, at least in the time the show is portraying, they're in that unstable period where Ann Lister is straight to picturing herself being at large because that's yep. how unstable their relationship is. Yeah. No, it's a really Which good point. Because they are married. Yeah. They are married and they U-hauled it, man. Like, immediately. <laughs> like, can you just picture it, if you will, that Regency era of lesbians don't exist. The lawyer says it. He's like, mm, being mm-hmm. gay is actually impossible. Uh, but if it were possible, it's actually not illegal. And it's like that scenario still bitches be moving in with each other. Like <laughs> into each other's <laughs> mansions. <laughs> like blows my mind. I have a mansion over yeah. here, but how about I just move into your mansion? <laughs> Because, like, what an excuse to be like, actually, I do have this, like, pretty sick house and it's way better, but we can, like, have, we can still, like, be together. Nope. Lesbians don't want to do that. They're like, let's. No. I want to. I'm surprised they don't have cats, honestly. Let me order that U Haul carriage. Get that going. (laughs) A U Haul (laughs) carriage. It's great. Let's talk a little bit more about Captain Sutherland. We kind of briefly touched on him. I thought he was a great villain. Uh, the actor did a great job. This is so petty, but I even thought they get it, did a good job. Like, I specifically hated his stupid hair that he they would sometimes shoot, and you could see it was like being combed from the back to the front. Yeah. Those I just thought like, oh, he's such a good villain. Yeah, he's terrific. I, I, in, we don't see a lot of him in season one. Um. And the she goes to visit them, of course, and she stays with them for a while. I mean, we do see a decent amount because then she wants to, they they want her to marry, um, was it a cousin or friend? Yeah, or, it was Captain yeah. Sutherland's cousin or something. Yeah. So it, we see a little bit. And then the second season, it's just like balls to the wall. Captain Sutherland is a giant POS. Like everything mm. is against him. Um, I have a question, though. Captain Sutherland, no doubt, is a fortune hunter, I would think. Uh, mm-hmm. We can agree on that. Most of the fans. Yeah. Is the reason he is such a formidable opponent to Anne because Anne, too, is a fortune hunter? Oh, Anne Lister, yes. I mean. Oh, yes. Let's crack that open. I never know. It's kind of like when you're when you're watching two people fight and you don't know who to root for because you think that they both are terrible. That's, I don't think Ann Lister's terrible, but yeah, in the diary, it will, like, uh, Ann Walker even says it. She's like, I don't know if I'll have any money left. Mm-hmm. Like, she's 
pretty much moving in and being like, ah, yes. Okay, great. Well, I'm going to borrow like thousands and thousands <laughs> and thousands of pounds from you. It'll get it back. Maybe <laughs> like how often they're both but after Ann Walker's money. Yeah. So that is kind of messed up except Ann Lister is being upfront about it and giving Ann Walker and she's her spouse about it. Yeah. So she's like, Hey, can I have money? Ann Lister isn't saying you should give me your money because this is the best thing to do and your mental health. No, Ann Lister is like, Hey, we're good. Right. Can I borrow a couple of dollars? And then she's, I don't even Ann think she was always asking. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. She was like, the way I interpreted the diaries, um, she was, she ended up kind of acting as like a business. Like, I don't know that she always told even Ann Walker, not that I don't think, I think Ann Walker knew about it. Um, but yeah. yeah but obviously a, you root against Captain Sutherland because he's terrible. Yeah, course. obviously this is the problem. And there's another show that I was just talking to Jen about. It's the show Hannibal. I don't even know where it's playing now. Oh, that's a that's, great show. Oh, so great. But that's an example of a show where you root for the bad guy. Um, so true. I, yeah. Totally true. So that's not that Captain Ann... Sutherland. No, that's Ann Lister. Oh, you're saying that's what Ann Ann Lister is Hannibal. <laughs> I don't mean piece for piece, but like, yeah, like she's not the best person. I mean, she's kind of rude. She's really snobby. She, um, like I, I could, I could give her just as many good points. Both elitists. Yeah, she's very elitist. Yeah. She's um, kind of hypocritical, too. I mean, she is mm -hmm. leading a life where she has having sex outside of marriage. Um, of course, she doesn't really have any options. I mean, if she wants to have sex, because, you know. But then she, like, looks at Eugenie. Like, she's mm -hmm. just, like, you know, uh, got the devil's mark on her. Yep. So she's kind of hypocritical. Huge she's very great. snotty. Um, she's got very, like, um, like, the Marianne thing. She was like, if you marry that guy, I will not talk to you again. Mm -hmm. And she's yeah. surprised when Marianne was like, actually, he dumped me because he thought that it would be embarrassing to be related to you. So I'm going to move out and distance myself from you. And Marianne and Anne's like, oh, why am I weirdly surprised? Let's talk about Gemma Whalen, like yes. playing Marianne here. Um, Another uh, Game of Thrones yeah oh my god Gemma oh. Whalen in Game of Thrones like she only has like what feels like four scenes because it's way too few but oh my way god I love her in Game of Thrones so I hot I know that scene in the bar I mean oh so hot oh I know she's yeah she's terrific and then I saw her in this and I'm like is that you? completely different yeah matronly they they um they try to make her look as as ugly as possible almost mm. Didn't work. Um, didn't work for me you still feeling marion you're like oh, yeah. i yeah i'm, I'm all, oh, okay because yeah. i see that game of thrones character and i'm gonna be an <laughs> idiot and not remember the name but you're like i'm just gonna take marion and make her put on a game of thrones outfit <laughs> we'll be good yep way better i'm googling um, it now yeah. <laughs> you just want to look at jimma whalen as <laughs> as yara Greyjoy. that's right yara, yara Greyjoy. yes Greyjoy. Um, I think uh, Marion, poor Marion, her st her season long arc is uh, kind of sad. She's fighting for herself to. She wants to be able to marry. She wants some agency. Um, 
you know, at the beginning of the season, they show some cute moments between the two of them, particularly when Anne is checking on her cough. Um, she's like uh, playing the doctor. I don't know if you remember that. Um, you do. The black I thought that was like, yes, a cute little scene. Um, by the end, yeah, Marion's like, I'm out. I can't stand living here. I'm taking dad. To me, I um, that was a surprise. I thought that was really all of a sudden, especially the dad. Because the dad, like, I thought that was kind of chill. Like, Aunt Anne and the dad are, like... No, Aunt Anne's chill. The dad is a uh, curmudgeon. The dad with his um, gig, though. Like, going That's out and so buying funny. a gig. And then breaking <laughs> his butt bone over it. Oh, my God. Isn't he, like, every old man who shouldn't be driving and then drives crazy? Yeah. Yes. I love that they added that because I'm like, it's so relatable. It's so but yeah, relatable. the Marianne, um, again, if they were like, maybe it was mid-season. They were like, yo, this is it. So wrap it up. Wrap it up. Then they were like, oh, crap. We were going to have a whole several seasons of Marianne just kind of waning in their relationship. Nope, we've got to cut it down now. So that's the only way I can see that it makes sense. But yeah, there was those sweet moments in the beginning with Marianne and Ann Lister. And then it's all of a sudden she's like, I'm out. Like I'm I don't know. You think they had stuff planned for her? I think the show is so obsessed with being accurate to the diaries, except for in various, like the Eugenie and the Thomas stuff. But I think they're so tied to these real life people that they were like, I don't think they had anything planned for Marion. And this is kind of what happens in the diaries. It like fades in the background. It's like, oh yeah, she never got married. You know, you know, that would actually make me feel a lot better rather than than just cutting potential stories short. So I'd prefer to think. And again, I haven't finished reading the diaries yet. So. um, So, yeah, that would be better. I feel but, like it it keeps the show from feeling as satisfying that we don't get something wrapped up with Marion. Well, how many like there's other story and I can't think of any right now, of course. Um, But there's other stories, of course, that they put to film that they make up resolutions and stories <laughs> to make us happy you know and it's like they didn't do it this time and now we're like oh you're gonna it's crazy because we we keep saying like oh they could have done this they could have done that i still think this is a great season of television but i do find myself fishing for i wonder if hbo was looking at a graph and it was just left to right just a solid diagonal line viewership yeah. wise maybe i, I am curious yeah, I would be very curious, and maybe they'll will like come out with something. Um, but that's how I felt when uh, the they killed Firefly, the show Firefly. Mm. Um, that's also how I felt because I'm like, why did you do that? This is a solid was show. That, and we all who, needed who, it. Was that um who was did Joss Firefly? Whedon. Joss Whedon. But what network um, was that? Uh, was that like NBC or something? Like a main Fox maybe? Um, I can't. Firefly was on Fox. Yeah, you're right. It was 2002 yeah, it was and it had one yeah. season. Because um, I didn't watch that show, but I know what you're talking about. Like, I see it I all the time it. online referred to the bad, like the mistake of canceling Firefly. Yeah. Well, they made a movie. It's called Serenity. They also made a role playing game. They have books, they have graphic wow. novels, they have things that people still go to Comic Con dressed as Firefly characters. It's a 2002 TV show for crying out loud, wow. 20 years ago. So um, I don't know if there's always a good reason. I think sometimes things just get canceled. And yeah. I think it could be just there's a bigger thing. Like at the store, something gets taken off the shelf because something newer and bigger gets in. So I think. Yeah. 
I don't know what that is. That's yet, true. Um, what do you, what, where would you, how do you feel about the finale? I feel like it was an okay finale. Um, what were your thoughts on like the finale as a whole, the last episode? So I walked into the finale knowing that it was going to get canceled. So right away, it wasn't like how I felt with Firefly again. I didn't realize Firefly mm-hmm. was going to not continue so i was like what's gonna happen next so i was kind of like looking for ways that they were tying loose ends together i noticed the thomas Souden plot line didn't go anywhere the eugenie plot line so i was noticing those things but i did i again i was relieved that it was tied together so nicely Mm that all the things even if it wasn't so do you think it was a good finale i thought so i thought so i uh i thought it was a really good finale i thought the captain sutherland Oh my God. Like, and then he, like, Ann Walker goes in to say goodbye to him. And he's like, goodbye, my <laughs> dear. And she's like, no, <laughs> I can out of here. Yeah, I was like, no. And I felt kind of bad for him. And I hate that I felt bad for him. Wow. He's such a piece of garbage. But he was like, my dear. And he was like, so sweet for a moment. Um, <laughs> I don't think that was genuine. He that's just lost. How- that's how good of a manipulative character he is because <laughs> he was manipulating me and I'm just at home. <laughs> but yeah, what about you? Uh, I thought it could have been better. What would you but have done? I think it was terrible, but I, I think I wanted more things wrapped up if, knowing that that's the final episode of the season. So, What else other than the two plot lines that I mentioned did you want wrapped up? I'm curious. I didn't have really any specific plot line. I honestly am not even thinking of like, you know, accordingly or anything. Um, uh, I think I was thinking wrap up as far as satisfaction. I don't know that I felt like the way you feel after a really great meal. Like, I don't know that I felt that way after the finale. And so I'm, I have a critical eye. I think I, I I'm being super critical. Um, I think this is a high quality show. So every episode is good, but I thought it was lacking. And that's why, because I think some of the choices they made. Um, You mentioned to me on text that you had some thoughts on a possible prequel. I think uh, that would be awesome. Yeah. Because so now again, for the people listening, if you do want to check it out, it's on Kindle or Amazon. You can get the diaries of Anne Lister. There's two parts. So there's one book that goes over when she first, like it's from the kind of Mariana years. You can mm-hmm. look at it that way. So Mariana, Tib, all that stuff. Yeah. And then the second book is kind of the stuff that General Jack is made up of. Yeah. Oh no, actually so, the the two Whitbread books are Paris, Anlister in Paris, and then the Mariana years. And then the um Whitbread book is uh or those are the two Whitbread books. Yeah. Okay. And then um somebody else wrote Fortune, famous fortune. And that's what the gentleman Jack is. Yeah. Okay. So never mind then. But anyway, so the first one though is juicy. So it's got Mariana. It's got this. And again, I could, I, I would actually even go even earlier than that to when she met that girl when she was in primary school. And that's when I she know, developed right? the code. Eliza so Rain. Yes, Eliza Rain. And they did mention her in season two, which was kind of mm-hmm. weird. Um, Eliza Rain, which that was kind of messed up. And Lister was like, oh, yeah, she is crazy. So, and, and whatever. But that would be very good fodder for a prequel. But mm-hmm. even if they just started with the Mariana relationship leading into the honeymoon with Charles Lawton, 
Make Charles Lawton sexier, though, please, because I, <laughs> I, let's make the honeymoon. But he a wasn't. Little bit more he bearable. was. A, I think he was probably a troll in real life. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Make him at least uh, like a Kevin Spacey troll or something. Or can we even uh, talk about Kevin Spacey anymore? I don't know. Yeah. I don't, I don't think, think they, he gets to. work anymore. Yeah. No, I don't think we're he supposed to bring him, him up. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. Somebody mentioned possibly. I think somebody wrote this on a comment. Uh on my YouTube channel that Saran Jones being the narr- the like diary narrator for, and then if they want to hire a younger actor to play Sir, uh, Ann Lister, that would be a good combo. Ooh. Who would you pick as the younger actor? Ooh, put me on the spot. Oh man. It's gotta be somebody. It's going to be hard to fill Saran Jones's shoes. That's the Is tough it- thing. I think uh, I'm thinking that uh, I'm like coming up blank. I'm not good. I don't know as many British actors and as I should. I honestly can't think of anybody who I don't know anybody who's British and I don't want some American trying to do the British accent. No, no, it should be. um, Oh, you know, Renee Zellweger being the young uh, gentleman, Jack. (laughs) Renee Zellweger's got to be like 67 now. Like, <laughs> isn't she old as hell? She's at retirement age. Yeah. Okay. She's I'm just those... going to look up. I'm a... <laughs> British act. Are you just looking up British? Mm-hmm. And I actresses? also. Okay. I am okay. going to see. Um, Helen Mirren. I have no idea who. <laughs> yes. Helen Mirren's going to play a young Ann Lister. A young 21 year old Ann Lister. Listen. Uh. I'm just going to throw these out here as guests, as a guess. Um, okay. Jessica Clark. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I just am looking at a, a list of British lesbian actors. Oh, let me see here. Rona um, Cameron. This oh, is probably Jessica not even Clark? accurate. Billy Love. Is Jessica Clark good, look, good, good looking? Oh, she, Jessica Clark is, is lovely. Those cheekbones, man. Um, I think we not, have our new young Ann Lister. But I'm prequel. seeing stuff about a husband, though. So yeah. Um. Also, who knows if the Jessica Clark you're looking at? I have a feeling Jessica Clark might be a widely used name. I yeah, I'm getting yeah, that because so. I'm seeing a lot of different results. We're gonna have to leave it up to the uh, to the to the people who do the prequel to cast this. <sighs> You and I are not good at casting Ann Lister. No, we are not. Turns out we lost that job. That's a shame. My uh, first thought was Case Do. And then I was like, eh, she's too old now anyways. Yeah. Well, a lot of all the British actresses that I'm looking up are like in their 50s. So yeah. <laughs> I, I can't believe you didn't say Kate Winslet. <laughs> I would have, but she can't play a young yeah, but you did say no, Helen Mirren. So. I did. That was a joke. That was a joke. Oh. Helen, that was a definite joke. And God bless Helen Dan Mirren because that was something that was serious. No. <laughs> um. Uh. Yeah. No. I'm completely blanking on uh British, um, actors, um, right now. <laughs> but I think you know probably should be somebody new that we don't know about. I think. Yeah. Probably. Um. But I would definitely see it. That's a great comment from whoever was watching that. I think that would be a great mm-hmm. version. I thought that was great too. Um, Ida, anything else from season two you you want to 
you think we need to cover? No, that's it. We covered Captain Sutherland, the big moment where it was all building up to, he was like, he was doing this Karen thing where he was like, so you know the women in Edinburgh? Yeah. So you know what they were doing? That's what Ann Lister was doing. And he gets so (laughs) many like, (gasps) like he gets so many, and he, so when he says it to Mr. Gray, and I'm going to play act it for you really quick so he goes <laughs> the women in edinburgh you know what they were doing that's what she was doing and he goes like this and he goes yeah so that trial was actually about the people accusing them and uh the two women sued her and they won so don't do that and you're an <laughs> idiot and he was like oh and i was like I would take this in place of a Xanax. I would watch that scene in place of actual medication to bring my spirits up because that is how much that scene boosted my dopamine. It like, is a I'm, great scene. It was so great. I was because I was so, so pissed at him the whole episode. I was like, because because he would talk to Ann Walker and she was like, but well, no. <laughs> <laughs> the whole time and then finally someone somebody stuck up for her oh that that's it but i you know maybe that's the uh, satisfaction i should have been appreciating is that that, um scene the bully gets told off that was what i was looking for but yes they could have done a lot better were they crunched for time who knows but i would look forward to anything else about the storyline but also more and more uh shows and movies where lesbian couples actually end up together and relatively happy in some sort of domestic situation where one doesn't die or they don't decide not to be together because they'd rather be straight or something like I'm sick of all that Mm. a woman Mm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know I cannot second that enough uh I could not have said it better uh I hope too that we get more materials from this and if not more lesbian couples that end up happy so please couldn't have said it better i think that's a great way to end the podcast ida i want to thank you so much for coming onto the show longest podcast to date for lescast oops sorry and one of our best no not oops awesome (laughs) for gentleman jack fans like me (laughs) who can just like for hours talk about gentleman jack Uh, thank you so much for coming on to LesCast. Uh, listeners, uh, make sure you check out Ida on My Rabbit is a Dog. Uh, at, that's uh, her Instagram at. I will have that in the description. And uh, we will be back with new content coming soon. So make sure you are subscribed wherever you listen to podcasts.